Welcome to what was recorded as the first episode of Eyes at Sea podcast. Today, we're sitting down with Joel Jackson. Joel is a singer and worship leader from Southern Indiana. He has worked on many different musical projects, and in 2018, he released his film, Rock for Jesus, Story of the Underdog. On our episode, we sit down with Joel and talk about his musical journey and how he has found true value in being a living witness of Christ and his healing power. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Often these days, we find people turning away from Christianity because their story doesn't fit some sort of Christian narrative. The truth is, there is no picture-perfect follower of Christ. My name is Jen McNelly, and this is the Eyes That See podcast. We tell the stories of why people choose to stay. Everyone has their own journey. Here, we have real discussions on the reality of what it truly means to be a disciple of Jesus through the good times and the bad. It's easy to look at the world around us and find reasons to give up. But when we have eyes that truly see, we find that it's so much better to keep trying. It just helps to know that you're not alone through it all. All right, Joel. So I recently watched your film, Rock for Jesus, Mm -hmm. uh, which I want to talk about in just a few minutes. But just a little background on yourself. You started as a musician before you were in the film, correct? Yeah. Uh, the only reason I got in the film was because I needed to make a music video for uh, my band had a song coming out. I just didn't know anybody that could do that. So I got like a cheap video <laughs> camera back when like this was before iPhones, um, before like iPhone quality was really good. And um basically got a camera, shot a music video, and then it turned out well and everybody it brought attention to the song. So I was like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> I just accidentally fell into it. So, so when you your journey with music, you started when you were young, like teenager wise. Yeah. So I, um, g- grew up in church. Uh, I would always watch like the church worship team, church bands do their stuff. And, uh, I got an acoustic guitar when I was 11 and then I just started playing acoustic guitar jumped over to electric guitar really like that um i didn't start singing till i was actually like 18 like that i did not at all didn't sing at all which is weird because it's kind of like i'm not really the guitar guy anymore i'm kind of the the vocalist so um yeah so so i started doing that and and as soon as i could sing that kind of made me be able to be a worship leader so then i jumped into that for a good minute so so you were always in the christian music scene pretty much um my senior and junior year of high school i kind of got into some like metal stuff so (laughs) i was in a couple metal bands but like other than that like as as soon as that was done um I started, I, 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 you know, was just, I was always playing music in church. And then I eventually decided to do my own Christian music, like aside from the worship team, write my own songs and put those out. And so. Right on. Has it been difficult as a Christian musician? Like, have you received pushback from other fellow musicians or, I mean, has it taken off the way you'd hoped or how's that gone for you? Um, 
I'm trying to think like, I guess, okay. The weird thing about Christian music is like most people that like are just kind of musicians that are just chilling that I would say aren't Christian. They don't really get it. So, I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I guess they would like, those people would support me and they'd be like, Oh, that's cool. You're, you're getting attention. Um, but like, as far as the musical journey, not really any pushback. I mean, you could argue that like sometimes like worship teams and churches could be dramatic, but like musically that's, I've never had any like stuff like with that come into play. So for me, like musically, yeah, I'd say like as a Christian musician, like I was always pretty accepted with that. So that's fantastic. That's yeah. Wonderful. How have you, and right now you're, you're Joel Jackson. Sort yes. Of solo act. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Your bandmates, how have you made an effort to keep God and Christ at the center of your, of what you do? Like, is it easy to get caught up in the scene and get caught up in the business aspects of it and forget like, this is why I'm doing this because yeah. to glorify God, but how do you manage to stay focused on your purpose? Yeah. So, so that's interesting because as like a Christian musician, you're supposed to bring you're supposed to bring God glory, tell people about God and how ultimately that can save them from all these things in life. But then you're kind of on stage. So it's, it's weird. Like it's almost like for yourself. And that's what a lot of my first kind of bigger Christian band, a lot of the the issue was like, um, there's a lot of like, I guess, personal issues that went on relationship things and in friendships, it's all people stuff that kind of drew me away so like i would never say that i went on stage thinking like it's interesting no no christian band i've ever been went on stage thinking that like oh we we, we're doing this for ourselves and we're trying to boost our ego up like that's never the thought the issues for me and i'm assuming all of them would be just like personal relationships because when you get in a christian band or any band you have drama and the Christian thing can kind of amplify that a little bit because of how you're supposed to act. Um, so my answer to that would be, I would say like you get up there, at least for me, I get up there and I want to tell people about God. I want to tell people that you can be in a really dark spot and you don't have to face life alone because I mean, we, we can get into more of this, but, um, faith I think is super important because what it does is like, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Sorry. Faith, faith is, faith is super important because, um, what it does is it's like this extra layer of like, when you're facing something, you have to almost go beyond yourself to say like, I can't do this on my own. And it's this extra like hopefulness that I think I feel like is super important to overcoming things for. So when we're in a Christian band, like that's what we want to push forward. I finally got it out. Um, that's, that's what we want to push forward. But getting away from that always came from like, Oh, we're fighting with this person and this person. Then you just get distracted. Then you get depressed and you get out of it. So, yeah, yeah. that makes perfect sense. That does make perfect sense. I guess that kind of also leads into, so your movie rock for Jesus Yeah, followed Aaron driver, mm-hmm. who 
was um, in a Christian band, Reborn, for those yeah. that might not have seen it. And he was the front man, and the movie takes us on a journey uh, with his struggle of, of faith, yeah, losing friends, the love of his life, and ultimately like suicidal thoughts. Yeah. For the, where did did that stem from? Your own personal experiences. Yeah. So uh, that movie is pretty pretty accurate. It's like the reason we didn't do based on a true story was like legally, and we. It could have kicked up a pretty big drama storm. <laughs> so there's still, there's a lot of drama with that. Like there's a lot of people are in this area that are just. Still? Oh yeah. Well, did just, especially when the movie came out, like, and granted, I've never, like everyone's protected. There's no names. I would never say who is who, but that, that movie is like 90% pretty, wow. pretty, pretty, pretty true. So, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Well, what what's like the background? Where did that idea come from? Did you just think? Yeah. That? So so that was basically my story. Um, L. A. is and there are things that I that I can say. So it's yeah, totally cool. Like cool. like uh, in the film, the basically you've got me in this band. You got a prologue where stuff is going well, and then it just skips on to like I don't remember thirteen months I think later, and then. Um, the character's being real, getting really depressed. And then he goes on, gets this record deal, goes to LA, which in my reality was Atlanta, gets a record deal. The record deal's terrible, uh, comes back home and kind of uh, overcomes the first like suicidal episode. So like for me, yeah, the movie is, uh, that, that film is based on like true events. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird because I I I knew. Okay, so here we'll go back to like 2000. We'll get like timelines. So I started the band in the movie is called Reborn. Uh in real life it was called Second Perception. We started that in 2011. Um made the music video, that got traction, did a CD release show in 2013. We had like 400 people there just for like our original music, which is crazy. And then we started playing all these big concerts. We did the first rock on water and there's like six or 7,000 people. There was nuts. Um, and then we started playing a bunch of shows, but while all that was going on the outside, everything from the movie was going on. There was a really relationship that went totally South. Uh, the band was falling apart. People were fighting. Uh, it was just this giant dramatic mess, which like why to your previous question, I was like, what got the distraction wasn't, get on stage and there's an ego it's you're fighting with this person and this person you just got to walk away um so ultimately through all of that mess um i i started as like severe depression then it turned into suicidal thoughts and so the whole film is basically about the character me overcoming the first big suicidal episode deciding i want to live and then coming back home so yeah. It, no, that's that's <laughs> quite the quite the journey. And the movie was great. Like, had you ever so did you wake up one day and you were just like I want to tell my story and I want to make a movie about this or had it been in the making for a little while kind of in your head? I knew so we we started I there's several things that led up to the movie being made. So we started shooting in 2017. 2016 was like prep work. 
way before I moved to Atlanta, before these events like of the suicidal stuff, the actual suicidal stuff became super real. I knew I wanted to make a movie at some point. Did you ever hear, so th- there was a movie that came out in this area back in 2012. It was called Jackson's Run. Yes. Okay. So I was, I did the score for that. And Second Perception was attached to that film locally because I met the director. They saw that first music video, and that's what got me interested in the whole film process. But that movie also elevated the band up to like, you know, not only did we have like our fans and the the people that went to our churches that were fans, but then you had everybody involved with the movie, and it was just like nuts. So... um I saw that process and I saw what they did and I was like, okay, cool. Cause it was, it ended up, you know, and, and I've talked with the director and producer and they would say this publicly, there were always issues with the film, but overall I thought the process was really cool. So, uh, that got done and I was like, man, I'd love to make my own movie like in the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, so that, and you uh, did. yeah, it got sped up a little bit. Um, we signed this record deal thing in 2014 and the guy wanted us to move to Atlanta. So that was my intent was to do the Christian music thing. I go to Atlanta and like, this is the part in the movie that we added there's no weird drug stuff it's just like nothing happens the guy's like all the manipulation is totally there like this guy's it is what it is but uh basically just kind of almost like contractually held me hostage for like eight months there and then uh basically i decided now this is done like i'm and i kind of went up to him i was like dude this is it's over i don't care and then i left um and i came back home And that's what's weird is I came back home in late 2015, but like everything after the events of the movie could be a movie because it was just equally crazy. Um, And that's part of the reason we ended the movie where we ended it with like this hopeful moment of like, but it's still like, you can just tell the dude's like shell shocked because it's just the beginning. Um, So I came home in in 2015, uh, Josh and I, and the sound guy, and we tried to restart Second Perception, and it just completely fell apart. None of the contacts were there. Nothing was working out. Um, and I, uh, what did we do? I started another group called Echo Boy, and that didn't work either. It just immediately didn't get any traction. No one got it. And so that's into early 2016. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, music, music isn't working anymore. So I really had this crazy dramatic experience. And to me, I was like, this felt like I experienced a movie. I mean, and I, I didn't know. I was saying that way before I made the movie. So uh, I jumped in and we started doing like these test scenes to make sure that it wouldn't be horrible. Cause like I shot music videos, I'd never done that. So we were literally have people show up and I'd be like, okay, we're going to learn how to do a conversation scene. Oh, this is, that's the angle we do it at or this. And we did that for all of 2016 and I sold all my music gear about besides the recording stuff and then for the film uh, about three weeks before we made the movie because I had to buy the camera stuff Mm -hmm. and then starts the movie in January of 2017. That's incredible. Wow. Stupid. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Put a lot of sacrifice and time that went into Uh, it. So 
I mean, yeah, it it was. I mean, there's a lot of like depression, severe depression that was not being treated that kind of pushed me to make that movie. So ideally, I would have gone forth and just done the Christian music thing. Mm -hmm. But two, there was this weird faith crisis that happened uh, six months before I even filmed the movie. And I said, I said that there's no, I stopped believing. Really? So the movie used to be way more Christian, Mm -hmm. but I took all that stuff out because I said, I'm just going to tell my story from a normal person's perspective because I don't believe in God anymore. Right. So, but I never like, I never made the Facebook post, Mm -hmm. whatever. I just kind of was like, I'm just going to deal with this on my own. And it is what it is. Um, Cause I was still in that band echo boy at that point. So like my, and I had a small, super small church worship job and all those people were cool. So I, I didn't tell anybody that I didn't believe it. I was like, okay, we're going to take all of the Bible verses, all this stuff, which is why if you watch that movie, uh, it feels like it's very neutral. Like as far as it feels like a, it wasn't necessarily made as a Christian movie, which it wasn't. But then people watch it after the fact and they're like, oh, like they see all the themes. And right. So it's weird. Well, no, that, that makes sense. And actually that's, you mentioned like the faith crisis you had. And I think that was portrayed in the, in the, in more than one way in the, in the film. Yeah. One of my favorite characters was Ariel. Yeah. Did you have, yeah, a, that was a real person. Yeah. In your life. Yeah. That was, she was like, she was, See, I don't like saying this because I don't, you never know what's going to happen. But like, I would say that if I didn't have her, I definitely would have ended my life in Atlanta. Um, That was super important. Um, Yeah, she was like, yeah, she's like, so Remy Maxwell plays her and she did a fantastic job. She did like the best possible job you could of that character, but like doesn't even do justice to the actual person because it's like it was just such a i wish i could go back and make the movie again and tell people but you know remy remy portrayed it so well but it's like the events of you look at the movie and the actual events and it was just it was crazy so she was yeah she was supposed to be like the like the hope character which is what that was so yeah i it has to be so hard to be like in real life somebody that was would be in her position but right you have a friend or someone you love so much yeah. that is just going through this and no matter what you just wish you could say no do this yeah or, this is like don't end your life don't do this what would you say to somebody to that is in a position like hers and, and for those that might not know ariel was a character that was like your first friend or aaron's first friend yeah you met when he went to la yep. who ultimately you know, played a big part in him. Yeah. This well, that, that's what was weird. I would just, to that question, I would say basically what happened throughout in my actual journey to Atlanta, I was there for like two or three months just by myself, not doing anything. And then this girl went to this church and I met her and she was super cool. And she was just like, I don't know. She would just hang out with me and like be there. Um, that's what I would say is like, you just got to be there and don't really like, 
you can't even really like question it because it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, I mean, people have reasons that they're suicidal and I guess that would make sense, but you just have to kind of be there for them as much as you can. And like, they're probably not going to do it. That's my best advice to someone is like, even as real as suicide can be and that it happens most of the time, it's probably not going to happen, but definitely be there for someone. Right. You know, you never know. And you never know what kind of role you'll play in that person's life. And that's, that's what I loved. And so in the movie, your bandmate and friend, I think Nathan, right. He was dating a girl who kind of, she wasn't trying to pull him away from his faith, I guess, but she, so she's my thoughts. Okay. So she, she, I embodied my current thoughts into her character. Oh, so interesting. Cause I was going to ask and the thought crosses my mind all the time. Yeah. I, I always hope, and maybe that's where like this podcast comes from me trying to like look for some assurance that there are other people out there, whether they be young adults or adults that do have that still have that faith. The world is really good at putting so many things in our face that people just kind of suck these days, which yeah. isn't the case, you know, like, People need to need others to lean on right. and whether that be their faith or their just commitment to some sort of higher power, be it God or, or whatnot. And I want to believe that there are others out there with that, with that conviction. Would you, what yeah. do you think about that? Uh, what's so difficult is even now, like that character Everything she said was basically right. Like Aaron followed this faith thing really well and now he's suicidal. Uh, Your friend is going to die. But like that doesn't really lead you anywhere. Like it just is kind of this like because she's I guess you would call her was it a nihilist? Like she's just kind of been damaged and she doesn't really believe in anything. And that's really like the psychology behind that is like protection. So she doesn't have to be let down anymore. Um, But ultimately like we had this scene where she actually at the end, we cut, there were so many endings to the movie. She actually ends up getting baptized. All you see is this wide shot of that. Okay. So she ultimately finds faith, but we just, that wasn't the ending that like we shot that last interview where it ends and we're like, no, that's it. Like that's, that's the ending. Um, but I think like her character is right on so many things, except for the fact that you need hope to get through this life. And if you don't have hope, like people are going to let you down drugs are going to let you down. Relationships are going to let you down. But I say this little odd, but the idea of God won't let you down because like you can't really fully see it. So like if you put your hope in God, you can't really be let down. And so that's, uh, I, I would say there's a lot of people Cause I think the question was, do you still think there's people with faith? And yeah, yeah, there's a lot of really great people. Uh, Christianity gets a bad rap because I don't know. I think the media is so 
anti-Jesus. And like, that's all, there's this weird culture war going on right now that we could go on for hours about. But like, I think all the musicians, this goes into the weird thing. All the musicians that I know that aren't Christians, they, I'm sure there's ones that are out there that are like, don't hate Christianity, but the ones I know, they all do not like Christianity at all. Like really? Yeah. Uh, and maybe they wouldn't say hate, but I would say they definitely like think it's a horrible thing. Um, but it's because they've got this idea of this person in church that's to me is kind of a minority of like, it's really judgmental and screaming all the time. And that's not most people. And like, I made a movie about traumatic Christians. So I I think I would know. (laughs) Right. So I, there are really good people out there with, with faith. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a leader in my church, Jeffrey R. Holland, who said one time, Christianity is comforting, but often it's not comfortable. Yeah. Or, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's not always comfortable. And a church is a place for like, I mean, religion itself isn't perfect, right? It's yeah. a man that's run by men and women who aren't perfect, but God is. And so I just, I think about that a lot that we always look for reasons to find imperfections and, and things. Whereas like God is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my life didn't start getting hard till I did the Christian band, like weird stuff that never would have happened just starts happening. I think that's like, that's I can talk about that with other Christians because they'll get it. But if you talk about it to non-Christians, they'll be like, well, what are you talking about? And, right. Anytime but, you try to do something good or right, right, the opposition yeah, just grows. Yeah. And so to me, that whole, like, there was this weird lead up to all that suicidal stuff with, like, I would, like, see stuff, like, dark stuff, like, that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no, like, I wasn't on any substance or anything. So like, there was this weird lead up to all that suicidal stuff. But like, as soon as I, it's almost like, so if we take the idea of the enemy or the devil and you put like horns on him or whatever it is, whatever that thing is, did it wanted me to stop doing the Christian thing and jump away from that. And, uh, it basically won except for the movie came out and then it was like probably one of the bigger things I've ever done. So it's like ultimately like that came out of that whole experience, which is, you know, I've never had a song or an album ever where it's even come close to the attention that the film got. And the film has, I guess there's like a ton of people that watch it and kind of get encouraged in their faith. So yeah, I, I would say like through that whole spiritual crisis journey, like I won out, but yeah, like life gets really hard when you start to do stuff, when you're starting to have, have like a mind in like ministry and wanting to tell people about Jesus, just your, I don't know if it's like, this is the one thing I don't have an explanation for, but like, I just know your brain, you just start getting attacked like spiritually, whether it's, and that does not happen for me at least, it did not happen when I wasn't doing the Christian things. So. Right, absolutely. So now you devote most, a lot of your time to leading worship, like through to a worship ministry, correct? Yeah. Yep. How do you, 
because I'm sure the trials haven't stopped. How do you stay focused and make sure that Christ is the center of your life now? <laughs> That's the current question. And right? It's yeah. the same question for all of us. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I went... I wish I had like a super simple answer for it. But I don't because I don't even have the answer quite yet because I jumped in. So following the film, the movie came out in twenty. So we had the premiere in August of 2018. At that point, I was still so I had a it was three almost exactly to the day, a three-year faith crisis of there's no God, there's nothing. I didn't tell anybody. Um, and uh, that followed through to 2019 of March when I decided to come back, decided my life is not, my life sucks without this. And it was just true. Uh, when I'm doing ministry, when I'm in church, my friends are healthier. My life is better. It's more active. I'm doing more stuff. And when I'm not, I just am like, I don't know. I'm just, there's no opportunity that the people are super toxic and not that every non-Christian is super toxic. That's just where my life would lead. Um, that's where the friendships led. Uh, so through that, I went on the road. I promise I'm getting to the answer. <laughs> I went on. I went on the road with a band called Seventh Time Down. They wrote um, a song called "God Is on the Move" and a song called "Just Say Jesus." And then the the singer of that band basically wanted to take me under his wing and try to get me signed. So that's been going on for about two years now. Um, so. I say that to say, basically, at that point, I decided to jump full force back in, get a church job. I'm trying to work, trying to work out this potential record deal thing, like an actual one. It's not like you know <laughs> what was in the movie. Um, so, going through that, being back in ministry, I would say, like at church, I just joined like this small group. So. There's that, I guess you gotta, you gotta have friends and you can't isolate and you need like faith friends, Christian friends to talk about stuff with, because like, that's the one thing that I feel like Christianity has on like the world is the world is just going to react to any situation based on emotion and it might be controlled emotion, but it's going to be some type of emotion. Whereas Christianity is like, there's this extra there's this layer of expectation with behavior and we're going to try to be a better person, mm -hmm. which is what to me one ups Christianity from pretty much any type of ideology that I can think of. That's, that's a good way to put it. I had never thought of it that way before. I, when I went, yeah, I just found myself becoming like emotionally way more immature when I walked away from Christianity and then I came back and jumped into the church leadership and then it was like, immediately had to like it's just this it's this extra layer of we're gonna try to be a good person like oh like i can't openly talk crap about this person because these guys are around and so it's like kind of like a level of accountability yeah that there's there's it does not exist um 
It doesn't exist in any workspace that I've ever been in any type of a thing that is not faith-based. It's, right. it's all just, we're just going to show up and do our job. And if someone doesn't do their job well, then they're out of luck. Goodbye. Right. Even in the nicest, best circles of people, that is the world. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. So obviously our experiences make us who we are. And I'm sure like, even though you struggled with so much and it's a journey as, as is life and still is, you probably wouldn't say you change a thing, but what would, if you could go back and talk to Joel that was struggling through suicide and just like the faith crisis and everything, yeah. what advice would you give yourself now? Don't, back. don't quit my band. Don't quit, band. <laughs> don't quit the band. Keep that's like the quote of the movie is basically like keep driving. And I have, I thought about it so much over the past five years. The moment, the moment it was sometime early 2014 when that relationship just totally went south and she found someone else. And I just like, basically it was like, I'm not, I'm going to pursue this Christian music thing, but not really anymore. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And that's where I was not even in any type of faith situation. Um, so I would tell anybody going through a faith crisis that is in some type of ministry, like you just like, don't give up. You, you have to keep going because if I had kept, I mean, I just basically, it took a while for it to get started, but in 20, this past January was when we full on one life turning to my name, made the switch back to Christian music. That record deal and everything else. I mean, that was, that's just six or seven years of nothing. Granted, there's the movie, which has propelled my story, but like, I just, I'm literally continuing my journey from 2014 right now. Right. In almost the exact same things, putting the cover out every single week, doing whatever. And if I had kept doing that, I'd probably be on the radio right now. So I would tell anybody going through their stuff, life happens, your story's going to happen, but you got to keep going. Don't. You got to keep going. Right. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make any sense, you just, you have to like, cause the alternative sucks. Like, <laughs> Right. Exactly. And it's cool though, because you're going to be more prepared when like life does hit harder Yeah. because it's going to, and lots of people think like that their journey or quote like discipleship or whatever is like, okay, I've gone through my hard thing and it's going to be great and smooth sailing from here on out, but that is not yeah. how it happens. And so experiences make us who we are. And I think yeah. you've emphasized that friends, like a support system really, yeah. really helps as well. I think like the, going back to like the faith thing. Yeah. If you, ha you like, if you, if you're in church and you're struggling and you're going through stuff, you have to have like the small group or the friend system. And I think that's how you, that's how you get through it. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I think that's, that's the key to like a next level, like spiritual relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. Um, you've recently worked on a number of collaborations with various musicians, which is really, really neat to <laughs> see that happen. Yeah. Um, right now, what are you focusing on with your music? You just came out with an album, Child of Mercy, correct? Uh, so yeah, that was a, there was like a, uh, 
What's on that record? I can't remember. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a three song EP. I think Better is on there. Child of Mercy. Oh, and then Believe. So okay. So the One Life. Did you ever hear that one? The One Life record. The f- yes. Okay. So everything's a bit of a story, and it gets confusing. <laughs> you have so many bands. There's, there's so well. There's so One Life was always like. Before it was one life, we were doing basically this Louisville Crashers younger version. Mm -hmm. And then I met the contacts from Seven Time Down and they were like, look, I can help you get a deal. I went to the dudes. I was like, hey, I think we should do this. They didn't really want to, but it was totally fine. I totally understood their point of view. So I basically wrote some songs and on that was um, the song Believe. Uh, And then... We changed the name and on Spotify, you can't switch your profile. Like if it's one life, you cannot switch to Joel Jackson. So when the management, because that's the reason we switched the name is the management was trying to take me up to the next level. They were like, it's your story, not the one life thing. So one life is just like, that's confusing. And it was branding wise. It was a little confusing. So Joel Jackson would connect all fans, all things that calling it that would connect everybody. So I came out with that child of mercy song, but that there were five or six iterations of that for mm-hmm. the, like that song was, that was actually the original end credit song for rock for Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I had kind of met so many new people that no one really heard it. So I came out with that, but I was like, okay, I don't need people to listen to the One Life Spotify. I need them to listen to the Joel Jackson one. So I put the song Better, the song Believe, and we remastered them just a little bit. And then Child of Mercy as the three EP to lead people to my uh, Spotify. Right. So It is listed under Joel Jackson when you go look up the Child of Mercy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, I also know that One Life was really big on the suicide awareness. Like, yes. Are you still making that a point to your music now? So that's part of my story. Uh, so I jumped in in late 2019 with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we basically, I was like, so many journeys. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do the Christian music thing. I don't know why, I guess for whatever reason, I was still like, it was still in the faith thing, but like, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, which is uh, why switching to my name was such a fresh, good, like, here's what it is. Um, So I was doing the mental health stuff. We had a whole brand of clothing. All the one life stuff was like super mental health related. And that went really well, but kind of what I found was missing from that is like, and this is separate from like American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, separate from the mental health stuff. These are just my thoughts. I was like, well, I need to tell somebody something more than just like keep going. I need to tell them why. Mm -hmm. And these organizations have their why, but my why was Jesus. And I think that leads to a better kind of understanding and, and and a better life through that. So my main thing was I survived suicide and then that became, I survived suicide. 
came back to faith, started a Christian band. That story is way more marketable than just, I think so many people have a really hard time understanding the suicidal thing. They, but everybody now, especially concerts, when I talk about walking from faith, most people have had some type of a thing with that. So I still talk with people about the suicide prevention stuff and I'm still involved with them, but I would say it's kind of a, that's like a, we, we, it's crazy. Like in the management's been helping me with this too, like figuring out the angle to approach my story with, cause it can get so confusing. Like there's a movie there's the suicide prevention stuff. There's all that. So I have to kind of bundle it in. It sounds so weird, but it's like, you know, I was suicidal. I stopped believing in God. And then I came back and started a Christian band. Those four layers, that kind of makes sense. I think so. I'm, yeah, I'm still involved with that and will help people. But like, uh, I think the main thing now is the walking away from faith and coming back. That was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I like that. I like that. What, how do you try to, what's your message to people that are walking like that you've, what would you like somebody who, to take away from what you do, who might be trying questioning their faith or having a faith crisis? What is the ultimate message? And that's probably a loaded question, Yeah. but I guess what would you like them to know? Oh. Well, okay. So going back to, that's actually why I finished the movie with the guy asks that, what did you, what do you want people to know out of this whole thing? And that quote of, and what I say is one day, all the drama, all the craziness of whatever you're going through, it's going to go away. And then it's, it's just going to end up being this story that, uh, people tell. And, uh, I want to basically be able to tell a really great story, um, about how I, overcame everything and, uh, you know, found Jesus again. So that's what I would say is I hope people see what they're going through and understand that it's going to be a story one day. And you want that story to be full of hope and not chaos. Mm-hmm. And I actually got that quote. Do you ever, have you heard of an artist? His name was Steve Fee. Steve Fee. I haven't heard of him. He had, he has a song it's called all because of Jesus. Okay. Uh, it was bunch, he was like big on the radio back in the day and he had some kind of crisis scandal, whatever, completely came off Christian radio. But we were in an interview with him and he basically said that quote at the end of the movie. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to put that in my movie. Yeah. Talking about how he wants to tell a good story mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to tell, like him and his wife were basically going to be get divorced. And there was a guy named Andy Stanley. He's like a big Christian speaker or whatever. And he was talking to them. And he was like, look, I just, I want you guys to be able to tell a good story in 20 years. Yeah. And that's what I, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, your story you're telling is, it's wonderful. And I'm sure you've <sighs> seen stories or you've heard of people come back to you. And I know like, obviously we don't do what we do so that people come back and be like, oh, great job. Like you really changed my life. But I have no doubt, like you've probably had folks come back to you and, and your band and say, thank you. you know, yeah. This has really impacted my life. Well, so. I made the movie and I was so burnt out and I wasn't even like, so the movie got finished. We premiered it in August of 2018. It got finished, totally finished in May of 2018. So it was a year and a half straight of filming and editing. It was nuts. Uh, And I was just done. Like I was still done. I was like that. 
because we almost stopped making the movie halfway through, realized that it was just too much work to do. And I was like, I put too much into this. Everybody else is going to be mad at me. There was like 200 people involved with the movie. So I just had to finish it. So we finished it. And, uh, um, I kind of wrote it off because I was like, well, I'm not a Christian anymore. This doesn't, I don't even know why I made this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then it comes out on Amazon prime. Cause like there was some weird drama too, that I don't really go into with the cast and the crew. There's a lot of the cast and the crew who were super cool. But there was like when it came time to promote, it's like no one and no one even like really said anything. So I was like, oh, but they've been involved with it for two or three years. I guess they didn't whatever. Yeah. But there's there's still a lot of people in that movie that really, really care. One of the guys, the producer, Brian Elmore, he's actually like the coolest dude. Mm -hmm. He is such a nice dude, but he plays a producer and he's such a good bad guy. But he's he was someone that was like just such a champion of that. Um so the movie comes out on Amazon prime and I'm like, I guess like nobody cares, but then I see like it has a, it has such a big reaction and everybody's going to watch it. People are commenting and they're telling me their like faith stories through that. And then I'm getting messages from like other people in other countries. And I was like, Oh, so like I had this faith crisis, but God still worked through that because we have this moment. So I guess it was the good story, like related to that last scene where I'm like, I just want to be able to tell a good story. And so, yeah, the impact has been like so much more like people that wouldn't know any of my bands know that movie. Right. So it's just the impact of that has been like. It's it's not like at a level of a Hollywood movie or even a big time Christian movie, but like there's, you know, when people that you would probably unfortunately call your worst enemies have all seen your movie, like <laughs> that's when, you know you've done a good job. Yeah, you know you you somehow it got out there. So <laughs> I love that. It's it's powerful and it's something that, like you said, you can continue. Yeah. It's your story. It is your story. So I guess the last question I want to ask you is, and again, a large question, but today where you are now, how have you learned to recognize and see God's hand in your life? Um, well, just through like the fact that I, I, I shouldn't, like I shouldn't be here and I hesitate saying that because everybody says that and I don't invalidate what anybody says, but I hear that all the time. I shouldn't be here. I should have ended it here, here, but like I got so close to death and like, this is six years ago. This is seven years ago. This was like a five year period in my life that was just horrible. And I'm here telling people about God again in a way more effective way. Like before, when I was in my Christian band, like I was just, we just get up on stage like, Hey, you know, choose God, choose Jesus. And like, I didn't really have like a why. I mean, I knew and we were not up there faking and doing anything. Like I believed it, but I just didn't know why. And then now I've got this story and it like now people just like gravitate towards the story. So I see God 
like working and just me like being here able to do this again. Cause like I swore off Christianity like this. It was no, like I wasn't even mad. I, I said like, I was like, God is not real. And I wasn't even mad. Like I, some people, they go through a phase where they'll be angry at God. I didn't believe in God anymore. I was like, I was basically like, okay, I, I started this Christian band. I did my whole life. My whole life was based on a lie. So I'm just gonna, and the fact that I'm back telling people about God and how faith can bring you through things like that's, that's crazy. So I, I, I guess I would see it through that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Joel, thank you so much. Your story <laughs> isn't over just like in the movie. Like, so you have so much more to do and I say if people want to watch the sequel, just go on YouTube. <laughs> like, I'm just posting every week, whatever covers, and yeah, so. That's great. Joel, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. Totally. Thanks for listening to the Eyes That See podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Eyes That See Pod to stay up to date on new episode drops and more. Again, thanks for joining us and be sure to subscribe to the show and tune in next time.